Kolkata. So it's the the twenty ninth, sorry, the ninth day of this uh, retreat that begun on the tenth of December. So being the ninth day of retreat, we have the four paths, the four fruitions, and one nibbana. So that's nine. And this is the path that we need to walk along. So in these days that have passed already, uh, you needed to bring up endurance, forbearance, uh, to go through this. And especially those people in different countries. In the countries where the time is very different from Thailand. There's a lot of forbearance that's, need, that's needed to come and join in this retreat. We also need faith and sincerity and effort as well. As Marga and Pala, the paths, the fruitions, uh, they're not out of date. They're not something of a previous era. It's not just that one could only attain to these during the Buddha's time. So the Buddha, or Buddha, this nature of awakening, it's the one who knows, the joyful one, the awakened one. So the Samma Sambuddha was the one who knows, the awakened one, the joyful one, who gained this right knowledge. Uh, by himself, awakened by himself. And then we have the Pacheka Buddhas, these uh, individual or solitary Buddhas, who also have awakened to the Dhamma uh, by themselves, but they don't lay down this, the principles of the Dhamma and the Vinaya, the discipline, so they don't establish a Buddhasasana's religion. And then we have the Savaka Buddhas, these awakened disciples who are able to gain this knowledge from listening. They listen either to the Buddha himself or listen to the Dhamma of awakened beings. And so they need uh, to hear this or maybe to read the scriptures and gain knowledge, information from that, and then they can know. But they don't, they're not able to know just from themselves. And the Savaka Buddhas, these awakened disciples, they're able to arise in each and every country. So like Thailand, for instance. And Ajahn Chah once said, well, can't a Buddha be born in Thailand? And when I listened to that, I had the feeling that, well, no, the Buddha, he has to be born in India. He <coughs> was awakened in India and only there. So those were my thoughts. They were the thoughts of a child, someone lacking in wisdom. But perhaps he knew that in the future, people would like to travel to India, to go on pilgrimage there, to seek out the Dhamma. So he was teaching that 
really this attainment, awakening, this happens within our own hearts. So these Savaka Buddhas, they gain knowledge and awakening as well, and their minds are pure, freed from all defilements, gained liberation, and there's no more birth and death. And so this is a Savaka Buddha. And for us, we live in various countries, we speak different languages, we're of different ages, different genders, but we are able to come together like this and to develop our bharami, our spiritual virtues as well, to cultivate generosity and virtue and meditation, developing our minds together. So like during this year that's passed already, there's 11 months and 18 days that have gone by. And just 13 days left until the end of this year and reaching the new year, 2023. So each year it passes by, passes by like this, and a new year comes around. But when we have a new year, we need to give rise to new things. So like, you know, people have the wish that in the new year may they get a bonus, may their salary be increased. And why is that? Well, it's because the cost of living is also increasing. And by getting a bonus, they also get some encouragement as well. So as practitioners, we should, at the end of the year, uh, review what has happened throughout this year and ask ourselves whether things are getting better or not. Whether our dana, barami, this barami of generosity has increased, our sila barami, the barami of virtue, whether that's gone up, whether we're able to keep our precepts better, whether we've developed a heart through mindfulness and samadhi, whether those qualities have grown. So right from January of this year to now, has the anger and ill will in our hearts decreased? And what about the doubts, the lack of understanding in the Dhamma, has that lessened? Or the, the mind that is scattered and restless, has that decreased? Or the annoyance, aggravation we feel in the heart, what are these like? And what are the results that we've gained through our practice during this year? So we should look at this and um, revise over what has happened and try to uh, kind of get a clear picture over that. And some people have reached retirement age during this year, they're 60 already. And in that case, they should do their best because they're now in the last stage of life. So they should try to develop their hearts as best they can, not being heedless. Because at this age, um, there's little time and little age left. So we should establish our hearts and try to evaluate how much or how little goodness we have created throughout this year.
So in work, at the end of the year we may get a pay rise or a bonus. And in the practice, our bonus is that of pity, of joy or rapture, happiness, the fullness of heart, or an understanding in the Dhamma. And some people perhaps they've gained a clear insight into the Dhamma that's relieved all their doubts. It's maybe something that's arise, arisen from them. And this is a prize that we gain in the Dhamma. Something that we gain from being sincere in our practice. So at the end of the year, we should be intent. And in this new year, we'll do our work or our studies with mindfulness and with wisdom. And for those who have gained a fair amount of success in this world already, then they should use the wealth that they have and share that as well. Give donations. And do this in line with our means, in line with our faith and energy, in a way that doesn't bring drawbacks to ourselves or to others. Because we also need to look after our family as well. Use the money that we gain to care for our relatives. Also keep a portion for times of illness. And then another portion to donate to help out society. And we do this in line with our means to the fullness of our abilities. For those who are still quite young, who are still children, should try to rely upon yourselves. Because we need to be a refuge for ourselves. And we need to put an effort to do that, to try and seek out this knowledge. So Prince Siddhartha, the Buddha before he was awakened as a bodhisattva, as a prince, he studied as well. And he studied with sincerity all the various subjects uh, that were taught. And he succeeded in all of these, um, became very skilled at all of them. So therefore, for those of us who are still students, we should set our hearts on studying so that we gain this knowledge as well. And then when we have knowledge, then we can be a support for our parents. Our parents can rely upon us. So when we put our efforts into our studies, then we're able to succeed in them well. And also when we go to work um, as adults, then we should try to develop our occupations too. Try to develop our skills, our abilities in our work. Because these days there's so much competition. And if we don't have much in the ways of skills and ability, then it will be fairly easy to lose our jobs. And there'll be a lot of suffering in that case. So we need to try to gain knowledge. We need to be heedful and try to be foremost in a skill or ability in our work. We also need to be cautious as well. Because it's also normal that we'll make some mistakes. And some people are very afraid of making mistakes. So 
So like a doctor who helps uh, with children or to give birth to children. Um, and they don't want to make any mistakes. And so a lot of fear can arise there. But we establish ourselves in kindness and compassion and think that we'll really do our best. And we do that and we you know, think that we've done our best already. But we also need to develop as well. We also need to get things better too. And one aspect where this is really important is that of mindfulness and of meditation, just like we're doing together now. And it's the laziness in our hearts that drags us down, that makes things difficult. And so if we are lazy, then we won't meet with success. We won't meet with success in our work or in our practice. So there are some people who are born into wealthy families. And there were many cases of this during the time of the Buddha, that children gained inheritance from their parents. But then they met with some bad friends who took them off gambling and drinking and going out to shows. And in no long time, all of the wealth that they had been given was depleted. So we need to be careful about this as well. We need to have mindfulness and wisdom, and to not befriend people who um, are bad people, or who are lazy people, people lacking in mindfulness and wisdom. Because if we do so, then that will bring a lot of harm to us. So we need to be cautious here, to be established in virtue, to be established in goodness. And some people, they gain their money through a livelihood which is wrong. And even though they may gain a fair amount of money, in the end all of that goes, and they meet with many problems in their life as well. So we need to go about this in a way that is uh, correct, in a way that gives happiness and ease. So we live our lives and try to cultivate our lives through our mindfulness, developing samadhi, having this samadhi, mindfulness, developing into wisdom. And this wisdom, discernment, is something that's very important. It's something that we need in all aspects of our lives. To study, we need this wisdom. To succeed, um, in that we need wisdom so that we don't go off and play about or go and uh, get distracted by other things. And in our work, we need wisdom as well. We need to be wise around the way that we use our money too. Because if we just use that in extravagant ways, then one day all of that will go. will be depleted already. So we need to try to look after the wealth that we have gained so that that grows as well, that develops as well. And a really important aspect of development is concerning this heart. So we need to grow our mindfulness too, so that that becomes better. 
ensuring that our samadhi grows as well, and that these qualities uh, develop into wisdom. So we can look over this year and review it. Well, how much goodness have we made? What's this year been like? The things that aren't good, to what degree have we been able to abandon those? To what degree have we been able to put down all evil things, give rise to goodness and skillfulness and make our minds pure? Because this is the very heart of the teachings of the Buddha Sasana, a teaching that the Buddha gave just one time. When we sit in meditation, having awareness over the in and out breath, this is um, abandoning unskillful or bad things. This is developing goodness as well. Bringing the mind to peace and contemplating so that we can see all things as being empty. And this is what brings our mind to purity right here. So we develop this quality of mindfulness and samadhi using this basis of virtue. And this will fruit in wisdom, abandoning or unskillful things, giving rise to skillfulness and making the mind pure for the sake of knowing the Dhamma and seeing the Dhamma. Because the Dhamma is something which is revealed already, that all things are anicca, dukkha, anatta, that they're inconstant and stressful and not self. This is open already. It's just that our minds are closed. They don't know. They don't have this wisdom. This is why it's necessary for us to give rise to this wisdom, so that it appears within our own hearts. So like a practice of the Dhamma that we've done throughout this year, that we have participated in these meditation retreats, or we've joined in the Friday Dhamma sessions that we do online, and this, uh, these are all good things, helping us to develop this goodness, studying the Dhamma together. And perhaps we invite our loved ones as well to listen and to study and contemplate alongside us so that our understanding grows, our faith grows, our effort grows, so that we gain joy, we gain samadhi within our hearts. And we can feel proud of all this goodness that we have done, and finding ourselves as a refuge. Because other refuges, they're just temporary, like this body. And Ajahn Chah once said that we should be really careful of this body, because if we take refuge in it, it's like leaning on a rotten stump. And as we lean on that, lean on that, we don't know when it's going to break and we're going to fall. So our lives are just like this. Or like a venerable, awakened monk who said that this world has no leader, that old age, sickness and death lead this world. So we should try to make our minds so that they go beyond or above birth and beyond death, above happiness and beyond suffering, above cause and beyond effect. And what's that like? 
Well, these are the words of Ajahn Chah. He said to go that if we have cause and effect, then we have a self. And by having that self, then we have happiness and suffering, and we have birth and death. So we need to go above and beyond these things. And when we speak about that, going beyond, uh, above them, then what that is is lokutara, is transcendence, going beyond the world. So it's normal that being in this world, that we will meet with gain and loss, um, status, loss of that status, praise and blame, pleasure and pain. And these are the worldly winds that we need to contemplate. Contemplate as being anicca, dukkha, anatta, using them to grow a mindfulness and wisdom. So reaching the end of this year, and soon to be a new year, we should reflect, well, what has this year been like? Have we cultivated more goodness? And we should try to make that goodness consistent, constant in this new year, really trying to put down all bad deeds, trying to develop goodness, helping one another, having these qualities of kindness and compassion for one another, helping out in society, giving our assistance to those who are suffering. And when we do this, then we're not harming anyone either. We don't harm others through our body or our speech. And this gives rise to peace. So that peace starts just with those close to us, with our family, and then it expands out into our community, and then expands out throughout the country. We also need to have a sense of respect uh, for those who have been born with much barami. As the barami that we have differs as well. So this wisdom is something that's really important. And even though maybe we were born with not much wisdom, but in that case we need to be extra sincere in putting in our efforts and being um, diligent and growing our wisdom, both in terms of the world and in terms of Dhamma as well. So at the end of this year, may all of you be set in these, this quality of sila and sila dhamma, the quality of samadhi, this quality of mindfulness, and of kindness and compassion. Also have this dhamma of anumodana, um, expressing a joy in other people's good deeds, and mudita as well, um, the happiness that we find in other people's. Um, goodness or their successes. So just like how we've gathered together in this retreat, that we're developing these qualities, we also need to forgive one another. Because when we're with others in a family or in a workplace, it's normal that there will be some friction between each other. So we should give our forgiveness as well and give rise to this quality of upeka, or equanimity, not getting involved in liking or disliking, attraction or aversion. And this is the path that takes us to seeing the Dhamma. So today is the last day of this 
retreat. And so may all of you um, in your lives that follow and in this new year as well, may you find a refuge in yourselves. May you grow in the Dhamma. May you have mindfulness and wisdom as well and develop in all good things. And may you grow in blessings. <laughs>